Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy the boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World Boating. Greg, your first mate, that is me, along with Captain Patrick, and uh, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information. And uh, after a, a brief, you know, a little vacation, spring break for me, yeah, I went out and did a couple wet t-shirt contests, got a prize, the whole thing. But I'm back, I'm ready, I'm re-energized, and ready to go. Can you relate, Patrick? No. Hmm. Nope. No, nope. You you're, you're bummed because uh, you didn't get any. You didn't win any of those wet t-shirt contests. I would never enter such a uh, debauchery. Really based contest. Okay, Miss. Uh, he, he has didn't we just talk about this before in the pre-show meeting? <laughs> what about how you what parading around what you have if you got it flaunted? Is that what you mean? No, about the other thing as it relates to your other radio show. No, no, we weren't. Okay. That went in one arrow out the other. Barry the Boater, what do you say? I think I just went blind. Ah, okay. Well, he does have that, like, almost blazing white yet translucent skin. <laughs> I, I do. Who lives in Florida, he is so easy. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, should be tan by now. Well, you know, the added bonus is when I'm out and about. Uh, and and people break out their cameras, and when you get like the broadcast news, people come out. They want to use me as a white balance card for their camera setup. Oh yeah, and I'm happy to oblige. You know the 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 white in his beard is now equal to the color of his skin, and that's frightening because mm-hmm. he all blends into one. Well, I'm I'm going for a particular look. Uh Casper. Uh, okay. I was going to say, you know, um, more, you know, more like that, uh, silver Fox kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we've, uh, diverted enough. You started got off it. course, uh, backing out of the slip and, and we might've hit a few boats out to the uh, waterway. I, so, I have yet to hit any boats. Thank you. Uh, get much. us back on course, Patrick. What you do don't. we got to navigate through today? Oh, well, I give you your pick. We've got uh, how legalized marijuana applies to boaters. Ding, ding, ding. We got a winner. Let's go. Uh, quickly. <laughs> it doesn't. Oh. So. <laughs> I thought you were um, going to do some kind of reggae shark uh, reference or something. No, it's it's actually, uh, believe it or not, a topic that has come up. So it is. Uh, so marijuana and boaters? Well. Uh, not it, a good mix? Is that. <laughs> well, it's of course not, Greg. Yeah. I, well, I, I would think. That'd be the case. So what, what, what is the point here then? Well, because now you've got states where marijuana is legalized. And, oh, well, I guess that means that we can, you know, go and while we're out on the water and, you know, uh, what, are the, what do the kids call it? Lighting up a doobie? Uh, something like that. Oh, I'm hip to your jive. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because if you do that, you actually may wind up living in a van down by the river uh-huh. that, that's that's uh something i had heard a while back okay uh you know smoking doobies 
Uh, Doobie I, Brothers. Yeah, I, I miss Chris. How old are you? I miss. Exactly? I miss Chris Farley. We're we're totally uh, you know missing the kids right now. Yeah, but um, so you roll up a big fat well, one it, in the in the states that allow it. No, no. The fact is, it you you can't in, in six coastal states where marijuana possession is legal. It remains a violation of federal law um, if it's encountered in the course of operations. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard will enforce those laws. Uh, so says Lieutenant Commander Brennan, who oversees the U.S. Coast Guard's counter-narcotics enforcement program. Okay. Uh, so even if you as the operator of the boat are not partaking, um, you don't want to let your passengers, you know, if they're bringing substance on board, they shouldn't part. Just because it's legal in the state that you're that you're boating in doesn't, make it legal to do out on the water well is it, they would consider that trafficking i guess well, well what about on a lake though say in colorado it'd be okay wouldn't it no it's not you're saying even in i mean obviously the captain can't but are you saying they, they can't have it on the boat period you should not have it on the boat hmm smoke before you leave all right so, so says bury the bogart i mean bury the boat again i can't i cannot i cannot even though and this is where, not to get, because I wish this is one of those shows where Bill should be here. But when we get into states' rights. Yeah, our resident druggie. No. Yes. When we get into sta- our, our, right, our resident constitutionalist. Oh. When we get into states' rights versus uh, federal rights, government rights, even though the states have deemed it to be legal within their state, the federal government still considers it to be an illegal substance. Although you have people like the former Speaker of the House, John Boner, um, who is now on board um, because he's getting paid a lot of money to uh, get marijuana legalized. Yeah. Uh, Boehner the Bogart. I think yeah. that was... Boehner, Boner, whatever, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. So, but, but I'm still confused. If you're in a uh, legalized state... Okay. Federal law. Okay. Well, so the federal so, law... Go, uh, so, let me, let me say again, from right. Lieutenant Commander Devin Brennan, who oversees the U.S. Coast Guard's counter-narcotics enforcement program, it remains a violation of federal law. If we encounter it in the course of our operations, we will enforce those laws. Well, I understand that for state uh, waters or federal waters in the ocean, but I'm talking about what about lakes in Colorado? They're, they're, the, co- the Coast Guard could be the an Coast operation. Guard still uh, oversees them too. Yeah, so it wouldn't matter on the size of the uh, of the lake or anything. No, really, it doesn't even matter the so size if, of the doobie. So if it, it just, was legalized in Florida, yes. And someone was uh, cruising around on one of those uh, paddleboard ducks on Lake Eola. Uh-huh. And uh, the captain, the guy steering the, the duck boat. Swan. Yeah. Uh, was not partaking, but his, his uh, ride-along passenger was. They could be arrested. Okay. I don't By the rem- Coast Guard? I don't remember the last time I saw the Coast Guard out on Lake Eola. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. But... You as the owner operator of the boat, mm-hmm. you do not want to come in contact on the bad side of the federal government because they'll take your boat. Um, they're going to throw you in jail. Uh, it's going to cost you a lot of money to get this. Nor, nor I mean, I, I, and you know my stance on uh, BUI, you know, boating under the influence, right? You know, if. Your guests choose to. Of course, that's legal. Um, although, you know, here in Florida, if you're on state property, like up in one of the springs, 
That's a no-no. That's what caused all the problems up in Silver Glen, you know, up on the St. John's River many years ago. Uh, I told that story because I actually had a hand in that coming to an end. Um, so, and that's where everybody would hide their, their alcohol and they would be drinking out of the red solo cups. And the Coast Guard was stationed out at the mouth of um, the Glen mm-hmm. and would come up and they would patrol and everybody would hide their liquor and hide their beer full well they know what's going on so they eventually banned it of course as they should have and now everybody anchors out on lake george and because they're not on state property at that point and Mm. they partake and then they just head up into the glen on little boats or paddle boards and stuff like that okay all right but you but you've been up in the glen right Uh, no You've never been up in Silver Glen? No. Oh, it gets crazy up there. Crazy? Oh, I'm, ta- I'm talking huge houseboats and, you know, you're standing in basically waist-deep water, tiki torches, you know, in into the uh, uh, in the water and, you know, uh, rock bands, you know, playing on these... Uh, Redneck rock club stuff or yacht club. Uh, probably a step above that. I mean, really crazy, crazy stuff that used to go on up there. But there was an incident, as I said, that that I actually had a a hand in with a with a young lady who was uh, uh, basically suffering from alcohol poisoning that was on the boat next to me. Um, and when I went to go render aid to her, the three guys that were on the boat started a fight with me hmm. because I saw that she was she had been like passed out on the deck for like a couple hours and wasn't moving. And I went on to their boat to see if she was okay. She wasn't. She was in distress. These guys. All of a sudden, they want to start fighting me. Another guy, a friend of mine, known Big John, for mm. a uh, very good reason. Yeah, he actually reached across the the deck of the thirty foot boat that I had and grabbed me in a bear hug and lifted me off their boat because I was about to go get my get my tail beat by these three guys. Mm. I'm on the VHF. I call for the Coast Guard. Coast Guard comes up. Um, they get on board this boat. Um, now I climb back on the deck of this boat. These three guys are freaking out. The uh, Coast Guard corpsman, he's checking her over. I'm telling him what I found as far as her vitals. Next thing you know, they're calling for a stretcher. They put her on the uh, the rigid inflatable. They're calling for a helicopter. And you do not put a boat on plane in the Glen. This rigid inflatable was on plane. The helicopter was already on its way in. And they had the life flighter out to Waterman Hospital. And after that weekend, alcohol was banned 100% zero tolerance up in the Glen. Well, there you go. Thanks to Captain Patrick. It was my fault. And his uh, temper. <laughs> and Big John. And Big John. He has that name because he has a really big uh, head on his boat, I think, right? Yeah. Okay. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. 
a state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast dude you are right carmen your uncle roy has a sweet boat yeah and i know what they say money can't buy everything well maybe so but it can buy me a boat. This is the world of boating. Greg, your uh, first mate, Captain Patrick, and Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew today. Uh-huh. I had to take a long drag off of my coffee right yeah, before we uh, started this was. segment. Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. Anybody could see that on Facebook Live right now. We're broadcasting. Hey, whatever happened with your sea monkeys? Because that water is not looking very healthy. No, they're right there. You can see them. You can see the sea monkeys finally. That they're still alive, huh? Yeah. Boy, that, that, around. that that water looks like what I would expect. It's a little cloudy in I Chernobyl. Yeah, it doesn't look drinkable. Sea monkey soup. Oh man, don't even. Yeah, it does not look drinkable anymore. But I think the the sea monkeys do like it. You can see the progress of the sea monkeys on our Facebook Live video today. Yeah, so I, I am sitting right. I think up they're going to rise up and revolt. Uh, I'm planning to uh, teach them tricks. Really? Yeah, little hoops. Yeah, we'll do hoops. You know, feeding them a little, uh, you know, uh, thing from a ladder. Let me ask you something. So they're so small, I don't even need a ladder. Uh, eventually, you're going to get to a point where you're going to have to do something with them. Two years. Two years, you're gonna you're gonna leave them in that thing for two years. Yeah, that's what it says on the directions. They'll last two years. They have a two year lo- lifespan, and then you're just gonna let them die. Well, no, I'll I'll flush them. <laughs> oh, he's so mean. No, I, I mean you know, it, wouldn't you want to give the sea monkeys a burial at sea? I mean, come well, on. don't you have a lake around there you could put them in? Um, retention pond. That would be releasing invasive species into the environment. Invasive. 
Not evasive. those two. And well, uh, they're going to evade. Bring to Disney World. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'm telling you, they each day I look at them and they're looking closer to that uh, character from The Shape of Water. Uh, each each passing day, it's there's like, probably Whoa. some Chinese company that would probably buy them for you from you. You know, thinking that there's some kind of aphrodisiac. Hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then they would eat them. Right. I don't want them to eat them. I want them to live a long and prosperous life in a small little plastic container on my. But you said in two years desk. they're dead. Well, I don't know. They said their lifespan is is two okay, years. So might as well make some money off of them. You know they're going to go. My my sea monkeys, I figure, will leave will will live much longer lives because I will care for them. I talk to them because you're going to expose them to the highly intensive. Well, they get to gamma watch, rays. They get to the watch studio. our show every week. Yeah, if that and, doesn't kill him, I mean, right now, he, you know, they're looking at you. They're, they're bonding with Captain Patrick as uh, we that, speak. That is not what they're doing. Oh uh, yeah, I think that one was just relieving himself. Uh, speaking <laughs> of uh, things that are a drag and sea life, um, did you see this? Shore shark fishing could face new state rules. I did. And I know, see this. and I know this is Florida specific. So, my apologies in advance to those listeners that are not based in the state of Florida. But if you're not, come down and visit us. This promo was paid for by the State of Florida Board of Tourism. They know okay. they know I was five thousand uh, dollars. So shore based shark fishing, which attracts sharks already near land to feed in areas that often have low visibility, is increasing in conflict with where people swim and surf. As a surfer, somebody who's been surfing since he was about twelve, mm-hmm. I can attest to this, and I do not like it. Not only don't I like people fishing from the beach for sharks or from the piers or from the jetties, um shouldn't be fishing for sharks at all okay i would agree with you on that but i'll tell you you know we dealt with this uh shore base shark feeding issue uh, in the year 2000 on scuba radio when we had the summer of the shark if you remember back in the day there was this big hubbub uh jesse arbogast lost a hand or something uh, over in the panhandle and next thing you know oh no 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 was no, up no, in no arms jesse jesse arbogast Mm-hmm. was almost fatally mauled by a tiger shark. Okay. Well, that, I think that, it was a bull shark, but bull, okay. there might have been a tiger. I don't know. I thought it was a tiger shark. But it, it was, uh, but it was his uncle went in. They had to re- re- reached into the, the gullet of the shark, pulled out the kid's arm. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, it suffered so much blood loss that he had some... It was uh, a tragic thing. Uh, permanent injuries to his cognitive functions. Yeah. It was a terrible yes. uh, situation, but it, it triggered a... Uh, an outcry on uh you know swimming at the beach and what other user groups were doing specifically dive operators uh, that were feeding sharks off the coast of florida now they were feeding nurse sharks and they weren't feeding bull sharks which was a bull shark i'm pretty certain about that by the way okay but we covered this extensively and long story short dive operators uh got hammered in the press and there was a lot of backstory on this about some spear fishermen that got involved, and they were looking out after their other interests and fishermen and stuff like this. But long story short, they banned um, you know fish feeding or shark feeding in Florida state waters uh, because of that initial incident. Kind of triggered this whole public outcry, like, "Oh my gosh, you can't have you know dive operators feeding sharks. That'll cause the people on the beach to get bit." Like Je- Jesse, this is we can't have this happen again, which is true. You can't have that happen. 
but it, they weren't feeding the same species of sharks. It had nothing to do with that incident, let alone any other incident. And one of the arguments that was brought up at the time that ironically never got any traction in the uh, public outcry was the fact that, hey, you know, there's fishermen fishing off the beach here in Florida for sharks and not just for uh, nurse sharks that uh, the dive operators are feeding, but for these bull sharks, for these tiger sharks, for these big game animals. Which, by the way, nurse sharks, fairly harmless. Fairly, they're like an overgrown catfish in the, yeah. in the big scheme of things. They really, I mean, you have more danger of getting a, injured by their tail yeah. as they swish through the water. Well, I don't know about that. They can I, latch on. They got powerful jaws, but they they're not like you know. They don't the have the sharks, right? Yeah, but uh, regardless, uh, you know, this was one of the arguments. Like, look, you're going after the dive operators. If if there is any culprit in this particular incident or something that you need to look at, that would be one of them. Or uh, fish cleaning stations at piers, which are near, you know, usually beach areas. Surfers. Yeah. And, and you know, that those things do draw in the sharks. I mean, if you're reeling in a shark on a line, I can guarantee you whether it's a fish uh, or whether it's a shark or just a, a, a fish that's been hooked, uh, the other sharks in the area are going to be attracted to that bait. Now, any fisherman knows this. You see it on your boat when you go out there. You reel in a fish or a shark in the area, there's a good chance you're not going to get your fish in one piece all the way back to the boat. Okay. Since you and I are both in agreement on this, and I imagine um, Barry is as well. Are you, Barry? Yes, I am. Okay. As a matter of fact, they, they also um, they got away with feeding the sharks down in the Keys because of the way they would go out past the three-mile limit. Mm-hmm. Was that it? Yeah. So they could do it down there, but they couldn't do it. You go three miles out here, you're in deep, deep water, so it doesn't work. Yeah, it, it's much. It was much more difficult. But you know, it's a different species of shark altogether. Right? Well, they, you know, they were they, just feeding nurse sharks. They were so. just feeding nurse sharks. They had nothing to do with. But you know, when you hook or, or you're fishing for sharks off the beach, you don't have to put two and two together to realize, like, hey, this may not be good for the people swimming right by your fishing line. You hear what I'm saying? Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. That is me, along with Captain Patrick and Barry the Boater. We're going to be joined by Casey from the Tobacco Hut here in just a bit. But uh, and he has a boating uh, thing going on. We got to address. But uh, j- just to finish up on this shark uh, fishing thing, I just wanted to get you know I, I gave all that backstory about this uh, back in the year two thousand. I mean, this is like you know almost twenty years ago. We were talking about this, and nothing yeah. has been done right. uh, for banning uh, fishing from the beach, and for whatever reason. It got brought up uh, to the commission, and they're going, oh, yeah, why do we, we, we shouldn't allow this? Well, <laughs> one, one uh, you were correct, it was a, was a uh, bull shark. Two, uh, whenever these stories come up, especially about surfers getting bid off of uh, uh, the uh, Flagler Beach, you know, the uh, shark bite capital of the world, uh, because that's where people fish, and that's where the sharks go, and people are stupid enough to go surfing there. Uh, more people are bit, attacked, 
mauled, and killed by dogs every year than by sharks. Way, way more. The the more people are bit by other people in the city of New York alone the, than are bit by sharks. But what what the the draw if to use that that word the draw is of course the horrible nature of being attacked by this leviathan you know from from the depths you know in such a horrendous manner you know that's what sells newspapers that's yeah. what makes you tune in that's what why people watch shark week you know is to to see these monstrous creatures when the vital role that they play in the ocean's ecology you know the ecological system they shouldn't be finned they shouldn't be harvested uh, although they shouldn't be abused dragged behind boats and stuff and maybe that's why this thing got you know some attention too because of that issue we had in florida yeah, last just year leave the sharks guys. alone leave them alone well you know shark week uh, shark week is uh, week is bad enough it's their 30 year anniversary by the way this summer <laughs> yeah i can't believe it and, and they got shack involved because he thought they had said, hey, we'd like you to host uh, Shack Week. And no, uh, it's Shark Week. So, get it? Yeah. Yeah. So, he's the host of Sheriff Shark Week. You waited 30 minutes for that one. No, I, it's yeah. the truth. I tell the truth. More yeah. coming up. Stay close to the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Looks like one ship was saved today. A relationship. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick Barry, the boater. Also, we got Casey, I believe now. Casey, come in. I believe yes, Greg. from the new location of the Tobacco Hut, you are with Brand us. Brand new location on State Road 54. Same shopping center, just a bigger, I've doubled the size of my humidor. How about that? All right. Well, that's very, uh, very cool. So, uh, new location. Uh, obviously, we're going to get into that a little bit more on our Scuba Radio show today. But I, I do know that uh, in between this move and everything, you, you, when you do something to your boat, and you wanted to ask Patrick about uh, yeah, your engine? Yeah, I, uh, I uh, needed a new motor. My old motor started getting a knock in it, and the uh, my mechanic said, well, you could rebuild it, but it's an old motor, and how much longer it would last. And the option he had was an uh, Evinrude E-Tech 90, which he put on and has proved to be an absolutely amazing motor. I mean... No delay between when you hit the throttle and you're up on plane. Uh, but it's actually like, I think my old motor was like a 120, 125. It's actually a smaller motor. And the interesting thing about it is they say it's a detuned something in E-Tech line. A bigger motor. It's detuned. And I was thinking Patrick might be able to help me understand what is detuned? Why is what it? What is the boating terminology he's referring well, to? Well, it's, it's not really a boating terminology as much as an engine terminology. And what you'll find is engine manufacturers, uh, whether in automotive or marine, they use basically let's let's say in an outboard the same powerhead across the board for several different lines. And with today's technology, everything is controlled via the the computer, the ECM. So what they've done 
um, and not being on uh, Evan Rude's website or anything like that, just going off of what I would imagine they've done is the same way that Volvo Penta does with their diesel engines, like their D5s and their D6s, uh, even their D4s, where it's basically it's the same engine. It just has a different computer programming um, for how they want it to run. So they've taken this powerhead, probably in an effort to save money, and they've detuned it so that it it, it runs uh, at 90 horsepower versus, say, 120 or, or 150. Okay, I understand that. Thanks. Yeah. So, I, I just I was amazed at a smaller engine having so much more torque and power. Yeah, what what you'll find is some people, uh, just like uh, people will tune their cars, especially the imports, um, they'll go in and say, like even on these diesel engines, uh, the Volvo Pentas, it's a matter of changing out the brain, if you will, to turn your D5 to a D6. Um, or your D4 to a D5 and get uh, more horsepower out of it than maybe what you bought. Of course, the cost of those um, those computer parts are a little prohibitive um, to go and do that type of thing. But there's a lot of stuff that you can do via computer um, within the, uh, let's call it the dark web of the boating community, hmm. um, stuff that's out there. So uh, no doubt somebody out there has got a way to tune up that that engine but what you have to remember is uh, probably the gear set and everything else like that it's set up for the gear ratio is set up for a 90 horse so if you were to tune it up um and you didn't change the gear set you got you you may wind up doing some internal damage so plus plus you may void the warranty on it oh you would definitely void the warranty (laughs) (laughs) no 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 new no more power needed it's uh it's just pushing my little 18 horse i mean I got it done at Top Cat Marine, and uh, they've always treated me real fair. And this was a, I, I got engines, new gauges, cables, hoses, everything for like thirty five hundred dollars. So I was real pleased. Are yeah. you, Are you keeping it a uh, well? The the new engine was the old engine carbureted. Yes, four carburetors, and it was expensive to maintain and tune up. And anytime I had to rebuild a carburetor, of course, you have to rebuild all of them. Uh, so it was just it was getting expensive to maintain, and it just didn't have the power that this one does. I I could put it on full throttle and count on my hands before we came up on playing. Did you try a uh, prop change? Didn't try a prop change. Was running it basically the way it was set up and sold to me, which okay. may have made a difference. Okay. Uh, the reason why I ask is you know a, a debate ongoing right now is. Um, Smart boats versus dumb boats, as I term them. Like Barry has what I would call a dumb boat. It's it's one that he can actually maintain and service. And then stuff that's coming out today, uh, let's say within the past maybe 10 years, certainly within the last three, is so technologically advanced that it takes uh, a lot of things that a... Uh, an owner could do to maintain the engine out of their hands and you have to take it to the dealer, which is proving to be a bit of a dissatisfier um, for boat owners. You know, it's great that you've got this five-year warranty, you know, on your engine package. However, if I got to take it to the dealer every, you know, three weeks because it's throwing a code and there's nothing I can do because it goes into reduction mode or save mode, it's, it, it's, 
it's a problem, you know, which is why I, I almost defer to having a dumb boat, um, you know, an older carbureted model and uh, regular analog gauges, um, actually moving cables for the shifter and throttle versus the electronic controls, which, again, if something goes out, I'm pretty well stuck, you know, on the water and I better have a CTO or a Boat US uh membership to get myself home i will say barry the boater probably doesn't uh like the term dumb boat no he does no i i i I agree with him i really people no for people that are that are handy that can read in uh, a repair manual and have the tools and take some time and learn it i think you're better off if you can repair it yourself and anything in marine is going to cost two times as much, and getting it repaired at a marine shop is going to cost a fortune. Well, that, that may be, but I, I think uh, the politically correct way would be electronically challenged instead of dumb boat. <laughs> well, well, it's, it's, yeah, okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm, it, I'm trying to trademark a thing here, Greg, okay? Oh, dumb boat? And dumb boats is not, it, it's not meant as a detriment. It's yeah. actually, in my opinion, it's a positive in some regard. And I'll, I'll say, you know, in regard to, you know, I ride motorcycles and the Harley that I had was a carbureted model um, before I was hit head on by that douche in that Ford Expedition. Ah. Um, but I could, I could work on that bike. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could do, there wasn't anything I could do that I didn't have to take it to the Harley dealer to do things you know i could do it all myself in my garage i had my motorcycle jack stand you know jack and it could do could do everything basic maintenance and then i could do some more involved stuff Mm -hmm. my fury chopper that i have now i ain't touching it yeah (laughs) you know i'm not touching it you gotta hook it it up to a computer yeah and find out what the heck's going on with it but right it's the way of the world because every bike is now being set up that way and i wasn't willing to go backwards you know 10 years on a bike to Mm -hmm. to to get something like that so it with boats um you know just because of the environment that they're operated in it is a problem everything from you know you've got charged battery chargers now that used to be stupid battery chargers they did one function which was to charge your batteries usually if you had multiple batteries you would run it through a divi charge and it would you know an battery isolator and would provide a charge to whichever battery now you've got acrs automatic charging relays you've got battery chargers that are programmable you can download you know connect via the web and you know set the stuff up but when it goes bad which invariably it does in a boat it's cost prohibitive to change these things out and that's where your warranties come into effect but again it is a dissatisfier for somebody who's dropped whether it's thirty thousand dollars on a new boat or they've dropped you know six hundred thousand dollars on a new boat that i've got ah, i gotta take it to the dealer again i got it's great it's covered under warranty but i want to go boating and that's where the backwards technology the dumb boat um has a value Mm. okay uh, there may be some issues with, uh, you know, properly, you know, uh, marketing that to the uh, to the world. Like, you know, well, when, when you want to sell your boat, like, hey, dumb boat for sale. Eh, I don't Greg, think it's going to fly. Greg, the, yes? there's nothing wrong with the new technology. That's what Patrick was saying. Yeah, I know. But I what, understand. what he's also saying is, is that when it goes bad, it's going to be expensive. That's right. Um, I get it. I have t- those TPS sensors on my wheels on my truck. And they're they're broken. I'm not replacing them. Hmm. They're too expensive to replace. Yeah. So you, you like the classic? I like the classic. Well, uh-huh. there there's um like uh, who is it? Grady White. 
um, that that builds a a boat that is still, as far as their systems is is still serviceable. When you get into the engine package, it becomes a different a different thing. But you know the the basic boat maintenance stuff. I got a bilge pump. I got a this. I got a that battery charge. It's it's easy enough for the owner to take care of. So it has dumb boat features. Is that how they put it in their collateral? That's how I would say it. Okay. I'll leave it to Patrick to help them out with their marketing messages. We're coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Mr. Foxworthy, do you know why I pulled you over, sir? Well, it concerns that vehicle you're pulling behind you. No, sir, it's not against the law to tow a boat, but we do require you put it on a trailer. (laughs) Could you ask your friends to get out of the boat, please, sir? (laughs) No, sir, I don't give a damn if the fish are biting. Could you ask your friends to get out of the boat there? Boat drinks. Boys in the band ordered boat drinks. Visit your score down the home range. Everything seems to be wrong. This is the World of Boating 
Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, and even Casey from the Tobacco Hut. Is that my favorite artist that was just playing? Absolutely. Hey, by the way, I just want to... Uh, Brian Backhouse, yeah. who's a listener, he uh, he sent us a message at World of, Bo- World of Boating on Facebook. So mm-hmm. if you haven't liked this, if you're not checking us out, please do yeah. so. And of course, worldofboating.com. Yeah. Anyway, um, I guess he took a little bit of exception to my digs at the Jimmy Buffett musical skate yeah like I, like me so he sent me sent us a thing it says outstanding broadway musical ah yes and the first one listed is escape to margaritaville in your face now however mm. let me point out that this is put out by sardi's the restaurant yeah i've been there and also on that list under outstanding new broadway musical mm-hmm is SpongeBob SquarePants. So my point has been proven. No, it okay? hasn't. Yes, it has. SpongeBob yes. SquarePants no. actually is one of the hottest shows on Broadway listen, right listen. now. It's also it is. it's also on the list with Frozen. Yes, and that's a big one too. Mean Girls, right? That is a big one. And the Prince of Broadway. Tina Fey has something when, to do when with When we mean talk Girls. about greatest musicals on Broadway, yeah. we're, we're, it's, it will never be mentioned in the same breath as Les Miserables, Phantom of the Opera, West Side Story, Wicked, Rent, Hamilton, The Lion King, Sound of Music, Sweeney Todd, The Book of Mormon, Chicago, Fiddler on the Roof, Into the Woods, it might. Hairspray, Cabaret, Little Shop of Farmers, My Fair Lady, of course, Lion Grease, Guys and Dolls, Annie, Evita, Beauty and the Beast, Avenue Q, Jesus Christ Superstar, The King and I, that's Cats, what Oklahoma, you Spring say Lady, now. Mama, Saigon, the music. Wait, hold on, hold on. How many Broadway shows have you seen, Patrick? <laughs> um, more than I would admit on here. <laughs> because uh, when when I when I was growing up in New Jersey, yeah. we were literally about 20 minutes from New York City. Right. And of course, this was during the era of uh, Times Square in its uh, decay. When, right. Um, but... That's my, well. He was there. Patrick my, was in the middle of but, it, but, of course. Yeah, as, as a seven-year-old. <laughs> he was the one bringing uh, it down. But... My mom would take us into the city to go watch shows. Yeah. So it, it I, I've seen, and seen then of course few. my mom, my mom was a classically trained pianist, uh-huh. so she would also at home on her baby grand play uh, music from these Broadway shows, and I'd be you know under the piano working the pedals, right, and then at times sitting next to her at the piano, okay. Um, as she, well, she played, that, could, so. that scenario could be happening it, with a uh, mother and son today, but they'd just be playing a guitar instead of a piano so and doing Paul Margaritaville. Simon. Yeah, I don't think it ever It could happen. happen. Yeah. I'm um, saying, I've seen the show. It's a great show. I've seen a lot of Broadway shows, and it is very, very entertaining. But you're and, already a Jimmy Buffett fan. If you weren't, it, this appeals to the Jimmy Buffett fan. Look, it let, really let, doesn't have an appeal well, to on, anyone who is not a Jimmy Buffett fan well, because basically it's Cocktail the Movie. Okay, uh, okay. I have to cut in here. Yes, come on, Casey. Help my me wife, out. My wife is not, and I repeat, is not a Jimmy Buffett fan. Right. She'll listen to a few songs, and it's like, can we move on? Yeah, okay. She wants to go see the show yes. in New York. See? Just, just go to one of his concerts. It's the same thing. It is not. It is. It is I have been to both. anywhere close to the same no, thing. No, it's not. It's completely different. Around no, it's no, not. Anyway, no, back to no. boating news. Yeah. Uh, by the way, thanks, so wait, thanks to Brian Backhouse. For, yeah, Brian, for that. thank you for uh, lending some, um, you know, logic to this conversation and and backing me up because I told yeah. I've told Patrick this time and time again he is just wrong. No, and, I'm not and, wrong. And, and once again, you've proved that I'm right, and I appreciate not that right. very much. Uh, listen, big news: Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. Yeah. Um, NBC Sports Group will cover. Yeah. How about fifth- that? 
Are you going to let me finish? No, I, I saw the story. How, I, you don't need to. That's all we need to know. That's it? Okay, no. we're moving on. No, that that is cool, though. <laughs> They're going to actually cover They're going to cover the, the 59th show. annual Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show this December on NBCSN. Yeah, which um, is their sports network, Which right? will be the first in a three-year agreement. You know, so, it's, you know what? Well, the thing I wondered when I saw this, I was like, wait a minute. What are they going to do exactly? Because, you well, know, they, is, is a boat show a sporting event? Well, they've modeled it after their coverage that they do for the North American International Auto Show. Mm-hmm. So the, the program's going to showcase the latest vessels, technical technical innovations, and performance reviews. The exact same stuff we do on this show. Yeah, or at hello. least I try to do. But you guys want to continue to talk about stupid Jimmy Buffett and sea monkeys. It, you know, that is the, the spice. <laughs> Uh, to all that technical What's wrong with stuff. sea monkeys? That's now right. he's on sea monkeys. What, yeah. What's wrong with sea monkeys now? They are huh. rising up in revolt <laughs> in their little uh, glass cage there. Yeah. Um, don't, don't demean them, please. So, okay. actually, okay. sea monkeys happen to like Jimmy Buffett, so yeah. they may be trying to get at you, Patrick. Uh, it could be. Um, Townsend Bell, one of IndyCar, uh, an IndyCar driver, one of IndyCar analysts, and a, and a Ferrari driver, is a boater and well-connected in the NBC sports realm. So he is going to be, um, a, I guess, a host to that. They're going to create a best-of-show trophy uh, created by an industrial engineer or designer and be presented to the most innovative new model design on display. So my question is, what does this do? For the boating industry, will will people stop attending because they can see it on TV, or will they still want to go? And I'm just talking about the people who want to go to see what's new. Now you can do it from the comfort of their home, their own home. Is this, nah, this going to pull people? More excitement, more exposure. You know, always when you get more exposure, that's usually good. And I mean that on many levels. And yeah, that, put your clothes back on. We'll leave it. Hey, look, you can set your white balance on this chest. Oh. Look at me. <laughs> All right, uh, remember, yes, whether it's sail or motor, life is better better as as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.